to the live laundry. I can that's all right. Hello and welcome to. <laughs> can you keep that in? <laughs> Hello and welcome to the live laundry podcast. I'm Gemma. I'm Chippy. <laughs> this is Mouse. Oh, the cutest Jack Russell. Yeah, she gets upset when you make me laugh, though. So no humour in this episode. Oh. She's just very nervy, and when I do my big loud laugh, it shocks her. I had to bath Eddie the other day. Oh, desperately need No, he just needs grooming. And he just Mm. still stinks. It's just like a residual whiff. Like when I'm working, he sits underneath my chair. It's like male dog smell. Oh, did they have a specific smell? Is that he's been done? Dogs. Yeah, but we when I grew up we had we we always had one male Jet Russell and then any other dogs we accumulated would be females. And the males always smelt quite strong. I think they give off like male oils. <laughs> Today we are gonna talk about self care. This is such a massive topic. It's, it's, it is a massive topic, but we're not going to talk about, I love a lovely, I'm going to try and say this in a Mancunian accent, bubble bath. I like a bubble bath. I like a bubble bath. Yeah. Um, it, we're not going to talk about that kind of self-care, are we? No. We're going to talk about more of a... A lot of planning has gone into this, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, because I think we do best when we just chat. Yes, yes. But We're going to talk about taking care of yourself taking care of business so that sounds taking rude care, that's we're going to talk about self-care at a greater level but also because it is my job mm. i am going to talk about looking after yourself physically obviously it's, it's looking at me that's not my actual job skin's my job not imagine if i was like i'm a personal trainer this is just here for fun she says rubbing her tummy, but we're on a podcast, so you can't see that. <laughs> um, so I think it's something that's really taken a hit for a lot of people during Corona. I think it's a massive problem for mums anyway. And a lot, I'd say if I could choose one thing that all my teammates have said to me, that most of my teammates, because I have one or two who aren't mums, but the majority of my teammates are mums. And a lot of them have said that the reason they love doing what we do is that it feels like they're doing something for themselves. It's not to do with their kids. And I think that's why I said we were going to talk about it in a greater way, because for you as well, work can be a form of self-care. It can also be a massive way to beat yourself around the head with a stick but working for yourself and working in a way that makes you happy is for me a form of self-care yes because and I completely agree with that so it's almost like taking self-care to a higher level it's like leveling up so we're not as much as a lovely bubble bath is has its place definitely let's not i don't want people to be like i found a bath really bath can a well-timed bath can turn your day from a real shit show to a bit you know can really claw it back for you yeah well what i think we're we want to focus on is how you can take care of yourself in the long term so either by bettering your personal circumstances 
better um, just striving to make your life better whether that realizing that focusing on what you want it doesn't make you selfish and as mums we spend a lot of time focusing on what other people need from us just most often to stay alive especially if you've got newborns that you'd get out of that habit of doing stuff for yourself or making those decisions for yourself because your decisions are always based on what is going to be best for everyone else that you live with an example i always use is you know when you have a newborn and you become so accustomed to having the quickest shower humanly possible Mm -hmm. and it's almost like you you fast forward it so that you because you know someone's going to need you so you don't Mm -hmm. spend any time a second in the shower longer than you need to and I think you it's so easy to get into that habit that even when your newborn becomes a four-year-old you're still having a 45 second shower Um, and that's something that I, I noticed so Ben's five now it's something that I noticed that I was still doing when he was like three, even mm. though like I know that there wasn't going to be an imminent need for milk, you know, and Mike was downstairs. It just became so routine and it, and it's all, you almost no longer see it. And it's become, becomes almost subconscious. You, you're not giving yourself that time to whether it's to think or have some headspace, but you're, but, but you're not realizing it and you're not quite sure why you feel so unsettled. Yeah and also on a deeper level I find that I will do something like that I don't it's not showering for me I'm sure there's a really obvious one but I can't think of what it is where I will be as quick as possible in case I'm needed Joe doesn't have that so he will take as long as he likes and I'm then secretly resentful of it whereas in fact I'm at fault. At no point has he told me I have to. Do you know what I mean? At no point did Mike say to you, "You can only take a three-second shower." Mm. That wasn't. That was something that you did yourself, and that you everyone has become used to, and then you become resentful of it. Do you find that yeah. you're like, but I'm the one that's doing this, and you're like, well, nobody told you to do that. No one's going to tell you to stop doing that. No, it becomes they're a- all just doing what you allow. Yeah, because you kind of made up your own rules, but you almost did it in an, on an instinctive level because at the time you needed to have a quick shower. Yeah. Um, but it just kind of sticks and you kind of get into that mindset where you only do the bare minimum. For me, you know, self-care doesn't mean having a bubble bath. For, I'm the type of person that if I'm in the bath, I'm suddenly my mind will wander to like, what, how else I could be better utilising that time Yeah. for self-care, whether that's, researching a new business idea or writing a part of my book or you know strategizing that's what I love I for for me self-care is being able to sit in a quiet room and plan and strategize about how I'm going to make my millions (laughs) yeah it's like that's for me is true self-care but also I think that I'm going to try and work out how to say this in a not very confusing or offensive to people way (laughs) that has come from someone who has worked in a chip shop that's not an easy job being a single mum I think there are a lot of people who do a job they hate and so for them they'll be like you know you're talking about 
strategizing and working it's being your self-care and they're like i hate my job and i think one thing that we wanted to discuss was at the moment with corona and we've said it before is it's such a good time to reevaluate and some people will be forced to reevaluate if they've been furloughed or if they're losing their job or if your kids are just never going back to school ever again it seems like and you're going to have to find some way to work around it and i think what's important to recognize and you're a very good example of it was that you as you said when we were talking about writing you created this mm. job this existence that you have out of necessity because you had to work flexibly around the kids and you were like what do I want to do I like writing so I'm going to do it and so now you're in a position where you love your work and that is your self-care but I think what's really important at the moment is that people you can have other people you as in listeners not Gemma you can have that too and I think I always get depressed well I get depressed because when I think about what I wanted to do when I was younger I either wanted to be a three-day eventer horses um or I wanted to be Tori Amos so when I think about my dreams person <laughs> I genuinely thought I would wake up. I want to be Claudia week. Winkleman because I want to be great. <laughs> you can have her fringe. Her hair's poker straight though. Mine. Her hair is great. I'm I, I can't believe she uses head and shoulders. That can't be right. Anyway, we've got distracted. But yes, sorry. but now, but but I think the thing is, and I came to realise it with my music career, was that it doesn't come easily and it doesn't come gently. You have to really work at it. And I think that I think the reason we're talking about this now is you can be treating self-care now as doing something you really love that you've wanted to learn more about, or you've wanted to get back into that. Maybe you've always thought, well, if I didn't have to do this job, that I don't particularly like I would do I'd make kids clothes or I'd make shoes so I have a friend who trained as a oh my god I've forgotten the word social worker and was a social worker in London and hated it and she thought what do I what have I always wanted to do and she retrained to design shoes and designs the most beautiful shoes and she made it sound so easy because she was like, oh, I've just always wanted to design shoes. And, and, that's, and that's the thing. I know that there'll be a lot of people listening going, but I can't afford, I can't afford it. Or like, I, there's, there's some roadblock in the way that's stopping them from doing that. Um, and I was reading this thing, I can't remember what book it was, so I can't take credit for the phrase, but it was about finding your genius zone in life. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. My genius zone is how to be as efficient as possible. Yeah. <laughs> as, as much as I would wish it was something funkier. You know, your genius zone is... <laughs> Come on, Jem, what is it? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then can you tell my mum? <laughs> um, your, your genius zone is problem solving. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. 
and okay. also being a very good listener and I, I want to use the word mentor. I'm quite good. I'm quite a good problem solver. Yeah. So, so, so that that's your genius zone. I am not good at maths or anything English. No. And so this, I can't remember what book it was, but anyway, it was saying what, anything English. Did you just say? What's your degree in? No, I didn't say it. Maths. Oh my! I said English. Was that a Freudian slip? Yeah. Degree in English there. Um, to be fair, it, it, I'm, I'm crap at theology and I've got a degree in theology, so... It's pinpointing what you are good at and normally what you are good at, you actually really enjoy because you thrive at it. Yeah, because it's and nice think, to feel... Yeah. But also another reason why this is good at this moment is that there is loads of stuff for free or there's loads of stuff discounted, partly because there are companies that are having to change the way they work and make stuff online and accessible because they're struggling because of Corona, but also because people, well, it's like Coach Joe. Mm. Coach Joe makes nothing out of his pee with Coach Joe. It's half an hour every day. Well, he, he will make a tidy little income from his YouTube ads. Oh yeah, yeah, but, no, but, that, but this is what I mean. Yeah. He's got it all set up. So he has his YouTube ads and he will have people who've never heard of him before. Like my cousin, Joe's cousin, who was like, was he around before PE with Coach Joe? And it's like, yes, he's got books and big following and blah, blah, blah. But there'll be a whole load of people who have never heard of Coach Joe before who suddenly are there buying his books, blah, 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 clicking on links. So he's going to be making money from that. What I mean is, probably before Corona, you'd have to pay more for Coach Joe. Yes, there's stuff on YouTube, but you might have to get his book or you might have to sign up to one of his plans. But now you can do a workout with him for half an hour for free every day. So there's lots of stuff. I know that my friend's daughter is doing a sewing course. She's 11, but she's, she's doing, her grandparents bought her a sewing machine, like, a, like an easy to use mini sewing machine. And she's earning how to do that. So I think it's a really good time to have a look. I know that there are loads of free courses on Open University. They put up a load of courses for free. So if there's something where you're like, oh, I always wanted to do a degree in English, but I don't think I could, or I don't know if I could, go and see if there's a free tester course on the Open University of something and see whether you actually can do it. And that's and I, what I think. I think there's a lot of more accessible stuff to be taken advantage of. And very often your genius zone will be something that comes so naturally to you that you'll be like, surely everybody already knows this. Yeah, that's like my lateral thinking. Yeah. Is that a joke? <laughs> no, I'm very good at lateral thinking. Now my mum and my sister are phoning me. I'm going to put a driving mode on so you can insult me easier without interruption. But what I was going to say was a lot of people will be listening, feeling very trapped in their position and or whatever mm. their life circumstances. And very often for me, self, the ultimate self-care that I did was to rid myself of that trap by building something to escape to. So you might not be able to quit your job straight away if you're yeah. lucky enough to have one, you know, you might have to wait a few months whilst you're slowly but surely transitioning over to a new way of life. But the second you have got all your ducks in a row, that feeling of being able to escape 
what you hate is just yeah. sick. Yeah. And I think a lot of us, including me, have been struck by what I'm going to call Corona lethargy, where the weeks just seem to blend into more weeks and I don't seem to be achieving very much. Because, you know, if we go back to our, think about your old way of life, say you had a nine to five job and you, you know, you, it was okay. And, but really the reason why you felt like you could never leave it was because of the money and you yep. couldn't afford to lose that income. And now we're in this situation where, I mean, I'm, I'm spending a lot less. Mm-hmm. I've cancelled well. Spending I'm spending a lot less that then I seem to have deliveries arrive, get my house every day. Biltong, I'm getting a lot of biltong. Flowers, fresh fish, very weird deliveries happening. But like, what <laughs> is, we, we subconsciously back ourselves and trap ourselves into a life circumstance because that's what society tells us we should be doing. We should be doing this with X, Y, Z, you know, and I can't leave that job because I earn too much money. And it's almost like we're imprisoning ourselves with that. And it's mm. really hard to, to get, really hard to get mm. out of that trap. And, and just, so I think that's the thing. I had a, a th- uh, whenever they said they were relaxing lockdown. So beginning of June, say, I had a sudden moment where I was like, oh my God, lockdown's going to end and I'm going to have achieved nothing. And I started to sort of beat myself up about it. And then I realized that there's still time. Like our lives are not going to change. Joe's going to be working from home forever. I work from home anyway. Jim's only back at school two days a week. The others, I don't know what's going to happen. So there is still time for people who, who maybe just take this as a, like a verbal oral i can't finish that sentence i was going to say verbal kick up the ass and then i added all in and i I think it's very valid (laughs) that for a few weeks a lot of us were probably in shock oh and and there's a huge weight of the whole oh all the things you can achieve in lockdown and a lot of us have just achieved like I, i i can now pretty much do an entire bar of marabou chocolate in two sittings whereas at the beginning of lockdown it would take me at least four so some of us are achieving things on different levels but also Um, if you have a massive life change you don't just go oh oh, everything's changed and i'm just going to turn right now and i'm and you know they're going to be fine yeah it's um, there will always be a period of adjustment so you might have taken six to eight weeks to come to terms with this life and that's fine. I think that it's not just about work. There'll be some people who are very happy in their work. Yeah. I just feel like there's a lot of emphasis on the small bits of self-care, which are incredibly important and on which I base a lot of my life. But there's also now this t- chance for you to plan and scheme and work out because things aren't just going to bounce back to normal um and a lot of jobs are taking the hit and it can be very disruptive and i just feel like for for a lot of us who feel like motherhood what i was saying about my team is the consistent thing is that lots of lots of them say that 
they kind of lost themselves after motherhood or you just as you say become this person who now just takes three second showers because that's what you're programmed to do and it's a really good time to unprogram yourself and kind of start re redo it remaking yourself how you want to be which is a really hard thing to do and isn't a comfortable thing to do and therefore if it's been eight weeks of you eating pringles on the sofa then that's fine that's all part of the process to unprogram yourself from that school drop-off work juggling kids or juggling family or doing 18 hour days at a job you don't like and I think a lot of people are worried about so that you just said you when you felt like lockdown was easing I think a lot of people have felt not everybody because some people have had awful experiences of, of lockdown they yeah. felt a sense of panic I'm not ready to go back yeah I'm not ready to go back to normal and I think if if that's your gut reaction then you then I think that's your guts telling you that you, there is something that needs changing yeah you're not, if you're not happy if you're not filled with delight at going back to your old routine then I would you say, have this opportunity to change it but you might not necessarily know what it is no and on a very basic level um it's like I was saying to you before um my three-year-old is about to be three uh he could go back to nursery now and I've said to them he'll go back in July but I didn't love that nursery and it's about a 10 minute walk in the opposite direction to the school and I so, and he's had such a great time at home with his brothers and as as we were saying we don't know when the kids are going to be back full-time at school and so I'm now like is this an ideal ch time to actually make the change keep him out of nursery until I find him a better one for his last year at nursery rather than just sending him for the sake of it to one that I'm not sure of. That's a really difficult decision for me, but it's that sort of thing. It's like, rather than just slipping back into whatever aspects of, of your previous pre pandemic life, you could think about anything that's giving you that feeling and sort of think, right, well, what can I change? And my mum was always amazing at, at helping me because you can, can overthink things, especially. Yes. And I'm very bad at overthinking. Chip is pointing at me. But my mum always used to say to me, okay, so say I had a, say I was in that situation, Chippy said, like I was you and I was thinking, oh, let's go to the nursery or, or not nursery. My mum would say, I'm going to phone you up tomorrow and say the nursery is closed. How would you feel? Initial reaction. And if you know, okay, is, oh, relief. That's your answer. See, whereas I'm emotionally dead inside. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, but like she knew uh, that's, say so like my mum would say to you, I'd be like, oh, I don't know how, I don't, I don't. Yeah, want you fit, you do, you are. Like, I don't know, I want to give up competitive swimming. Like, because I used to be a competitive swimmer. And mum would be like, and I got into that situation. Pool's closed. <laughs> yeah. Pool's closed. Like, how do you feel? Yeah, how do you feel? Uh, I'd be so relieved. That's your answer find your person that is going to be a good sounding board and also try and so say say like you are trying to navigate a different path in your life so say you're normally mm -hmm. an office worker and you're working nine to five say in an estate agents right mm -hmm. 
and yep. um, you don't want to do that. You want to, to work in textiles and you want to make kids clothes from home. Oh, nice. Yeah. Right. A really good thing would be to surround yourself with people that work in that industry. So yeah. a, a really simple way of doing that now would be to get on Instagram or get on Facebook or join a Facebook group and immerse yourself in people that are already currently doing it because that will very subtly and subconsciously retrain your brain to think like that person, to think like the people you want to try and emulate. Mm -hmm. so take yourself away from being, from being surrounded by estate agents and office and admin and, and nine to five nine to five and it's, it's a very and you don't have to even start sewing just mm -hmm. surround yourself with those types of people and i always find that really really powerful because if you surround yourself with people that are already doing it and already making a success of it then you that negativity is hugely reduced because you're seeing it in action already yeah yeah and they're doing it and they're living the life and they're earning a living that's a good tip so other forms of self-care Gemma Bray um having something that is uniquely yours so that you don't share nothing so like a hobby or something but that you don't share with anybody else mm -hmm. and what I mean by that is if everything that you do is linked with either a friend or a friendship group or your partner or your kids if for some reason your relationship breaks down or you can't see your friends anymore, you lose a massive part of your life. And that was one thing that I really, really struggled with. And when my first marriage broke down, I basically didn't do anything on my own. And when my, yeah. I didn't know who I was, like everything. Was also, you had been together since you were really young. I was 16. Yeah. So I had to, you really wake up, a, you wake up an adult having had your teens and your first motherhood and your 20s your early 20s which is such a huge change in your life anyway and you kind of wake up on the other side and it's gone I had to genuinely I know this sounds really ridiculous but I had to generally find out who I was I didn't know who I was yeah because I'd grown up with someone and we were so intrinsically linked yeah so my top tip is to make sure you have something that is uniquely yours very important for example what's your thing that's uniquely yours Gemma Bray well mine was mine was writing and it doesn't doesn't matter where in the world I live it doesn't matter who I'm living with yeah that's you that's can just go and do it yeah yeah it could be painting it could be working out it could be I don't know, I don't know, tarot card reading yeah baking cakes yeah I wonder what mine is and guard it as well. Gardening. Like, really gardening. Oh, I'm loving my allotment. Are you? I got a cold frame. I'm so excited. It's the closest I'm going to get to an allotment. But I'm really excited. Yeah. Me and just, versus the foxes. Because you're carving out, yeah. You're carving out something that is just for you. But even those decisions. So I got a, they were doing one in Aldi beautiful like mini greenhouse cold frame thing with you lift the lids mm. and you've got two doors on the front and it's got three shelves in it beautiful one at aldi sold out couldn't get it anywhere even phoned like aldi in the north nothing mm. um 
I say even because I'm in the south, it would be quite excessive for me to drive all the way up north to get so on it coming greenhouse up on the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what he was doing so i but i tracked one down for a similar price a similar looking just not quite as beautiful but it'll do um and i felt like it and it was 50 quid but i've i was like joe can i buy this can i buy this can i do and like it's that sort of thing where it's like do i want it yes i do will we all benefit because i'm going to grow veg in there and be happy and do some gardening and stop having the foxes destroying my life yes so it shouldn't really be a case of like and I do slightly do it because I don't trust my judgment <laughs> do you know what I mean you get into that thing where you second guess everything yeah. that's for me that's what it is it's it's about life can steal away those things that you and, and, and <laughs> this is something that I talk about in my second book, <laughs> but it is, <laughs> it's, it's about, it, uh, there's a, there's a quite a lengthy chapter about how we are so used to going, Oh, I don't need to do that anymore. I can't go to Zumba anymore because I should be doing this. And then before you know it, you're like, well, my day seems to be full, but it's not really full with anything that I enjoy I like doing. Yeah. And that's, and that's, a, that's a really awful realization to come to killer phrase in my book and i'll give everyone a little sneak yeah. we'll be the judge of that Gemma. yeah this is a killer i it is a killer <laughs> phrase and it is this what would happen if i didn't do it yeah would i have a, a friend in america who says and did you die mm. <laughs> which is kind what of the flip side if i didn't do I didn't go to Zumba with Mandy? Not that anyone's going to Zumba. Yeah, but what would happen? Nothing. Mandy might get a bit pissed off. Would I be happy? You sort it out. Yeah. Do you yeah. don't go then? Yeah. <laughs> and I think there's that. It's all tied up. Are we even still on self care? Yes, because saying no to stuff is self care. Absolutely. Um, but we got into this phase of having to be busy being busy is successful it's like that real common stereotype of the, of the head of the pta stomping around the the um the playground with a clipboard looking busy yeah 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 you know and like hashtag mum boss hashtag slaying the week it like and those instagram pictures of like someone with a portable coffee cup you know on their way to yeah. a high powered meeting. It's just like, oh, everyone, everyone else seems really busy. I know. Well, I'm just going to look busy too, you know? And then and it's, it's going to be I successful. That means yeah. I'm successful. And I was one of those people, especially with when the boys were little and it's really hard to do makeup work with tiny boys and all girls, I'm assuming, uh, and all of that. And then I got into a phase where I was just, I was one of those people with my portable coffee cup always going off to places and i just felt ill where were you going i felt ill going to bloody meetings with this woman i met on instagram who wants book deals and <laughs> going off to take me out for dinner at the ritz and all of that really exhausting but but no that was all fun um but well you know but if you're like i'm going to an event it was loads of oh like blogger stuff 
No, like going no. to every event you were asked to because it's a waste of time. Yeah, and and then I was like, oh no, I'm not going to do that anymore. Um, Let me tell you, as an aside, if anyone is looking to become an Instagrammer or an influencer, you don't need to go to the shit parties. No. They're mean to you. It's a place for mean people. It is. It is. Isn't it? Yeah. Last, last one I went to, for me, not for you, last beauty one I went to, I was really pregnant. I felt like if I didn't say yes, I wouldn't get invited by that PR company again. And I was really pleased to be asked because everyone there is really beautiful and they're in their 20s and not pregnant and <laughs> so I was there with my mama tummy nobody spoke to me nobody spoke to me nobody showed any, any interest in me being there I had to ask for a drink I, I got a very nice goodie bag really nice goodie bag which in for once was really worth the tube journey because it's there's stuff in there that I'm not meant to not all that are they no, but I'm not deliberately not mentioning the brands, but it's one of my favourite brush brands and they gave me their whole collection and that was great. So it was totally worth it, but I felt shit. I felt like I'm old, I'm ugly, I'm fat, nobody wants to talk to me, everyone knows who they are, I'm not part of this group. And we all write the same. I like, or maybe they don't even bother writing it. I did a very nice review of the products because I like them. And they were good, but I've but and I was going I mean, to these things that made me feel terrible. And, and to now, the extent that Joe would be like, "Can you not go to these things because they make you feel terrible? You come back in a horrible mood. You don't come back in a horrible mood. You come back miserable about so being you ugly." Apply, <laughs> you, you apply the killer question: What would happen if I didn't do it? Yeah, and it's like, well, the PR company might never invite me to something again. Would you want to go anyway? Not really. No, I don't. I never made any money blogging. Never made any money. So what's the point in going? Ultimately, and I also the thing with that was God, it's like therapy. The thing with that was I then remembered why I started my blog, and I started my blog before there were loads of blogs. It must have been one of the first beauty blogs in the UK, and I started it because all my friends kept asking me for advice on makeup and skincare and hair care and I was like oh if I, my friend was like you should write a blog and then it's all in one place and then you can just send people there so for me it's always been more of the kind of online catalogue of a beauty addict of like I've tried pretty much everything out there and therefore it's all on my blog and that's lovely so it's like writing like you say about writing it's like that was my hobby that was what I did when I was working a job I hated in an office that I hated I hated working in an office but when I was working in the office I would sneakily don't do this at home but I would sneakily be writing my blog or researching my blog because it kept me sane and I forgot that and got into this world of like you have to be busy and it has to be successful and I and you know and then Zoella turns up and starts making billions of pounds and I'm like she doesn't have any knowledge on it and she's making millions of pounds. Do you know what I mean? And it just, and it's completely took away from the fact that I started it because I wanted to write it and I wanted an online catalogue. 
of my opinion of all the products that I tried and used. Yeah, and, and, and it can take the joy out of it. And I think, so I think yeah. if someone's out there just like, I don't know what to do. I don't even, I don't have a hobby. I don't even know what my hobby is. I don't even know where to start to choose. Then I think you just have to ask yourself, what do I love to do? Sometimes it's really easy to fall into the trap. You, you'll get your self-care is just a getaway car. So like you might binge watch a load of Netflix just as a form of escape escapism and there comes mm. a point where potentially you have to deal with the thing that you're trying to escape from exactly can we just talk one thing that i yeah. find very important that gets overlooked and i have a thing that i do every day and everyone who is having trouble with self-care needs to do this every day you need to get up you need to wash your face everybody anyone need any help choosing a cleanser i can help wash your face make your bed those are my three non-negotiables. Even for someone who spends a lot of time in the office, my bed is made. Yeah. Even if you're mis... Oh my goodness, Gemma. <laughs> Come here, show Gemma. <laughs> the vampire. Um, you look amazing, Jim. I particularly like the eyebrows. Show, show Gemma your brows. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> um, so even if for whatever reason you're getting back into bed yeah like you're having a crappy day or if you're getting back into bed to have a cup of tea and read your book get up wash your face and then make your bed then start then your day is started Doesn't he look, oh. <laughs> <laughs> right so what has been your positive of the week chippy do you want to know what my positive for the week is yeah it's such a positive so i've got a bit of a shopping problem in lockdown a little bit and i did a spontaneous purchase whilst watching parks and wreck it like 11 <laughs> and i bought this oh, dress <laughs> and it's like the best thing that's ever happened to me <laughs> It doesn't look very exciting. It's from. It's called something like South of the River Booty. What is it got? Is it got zebras? It's got, it's got like weird feathers and palms. I'll put a photo of them. Oh, it's but nice. It's a shirt dress, and it's it's just I love it so much. I didn't think I would love it, and I nearly phoned her to cancel my order because I was like, oh, that's a bit excessive. But look at it. Yeah, that's nice. <sighs> yes, that is nice. And it fits. We have to get out the house now to wear it, Chips. I know. And it fits. I mean, it's slightly long, but everything's slightly long when you're five foot two. <laughs> <laughs> What's your thing of this week? Oh, so when I went to the allotment the other day, I fell in love with these plants. Right? It was like the most beautiful plant and it really captured my, it just, I, fell, I instantly fell in love with it. So I took a picture of it. Um, mm -hmm. came back and it was called a syrinth or a honeywort or something right couldn't get hold of it phoned all the local garden centers no we don't have them they're too delicate we don't we don't have them here anyway Where so went, it in someone else's patch yeah so i went back to the allotment the next day because yeah. i basically live there now and yeah. um the people who have that patch were there so i said 
where did you get that from? Because it was newly planted. Because I want one and I'd like to know where you get it from. And the woman was like, I hate it. Take it. <gasps> and I was like, oh, I can't. I said, like, I've got literally all I've managed to grow so far is three strawberries. I've got nothing to give you in return for the plant. Would you like some money? No, just take it. And so I took it and... and then, Why didn't she like it? I don't know. Well, everyone's different. I'm so... And I'm so now, emotionally invested in this. He's like, in my back garden and it just made me really happy. I just, it felt like... Well, we need a picture of that. Eight, yeah, of my, my seven. Yeah. My honey warts. I'll put a picture of my dress. You put a picture of your plants. And also, please put a picture of the eyebrows because they were epic. <laughs> I just so really like the way they curled on in the inner section here. Can you do your, can you do your seal? To cheer me up. No. It's not a no, seal. what's your, oh, your dolphin. <laughs> I'd so forgotten your, your wide range. Of... I really, before we finish, I feel like I should do my cow. Uh, your cow is not as good as you think it is, but let's go. It's not as good as your dolphin. Well, and then, okay, and then I'll do my moped. Right, so here's my cow. <laughs> no, let's go. We're upsetting mouse, look. Sorry, mouse. You made me laugh. I'm about to do a cow noise. My okay. What, ready? <laughs> a cow. <laughs> and this is my moped. <laughs> a lot of spare time on my hands as a child <laughs> oh amazing okay well, well you know if all else fails